And we're back. This is the Cactus Hugs podcast. I am Nathan. I'm Joe from the Messed Up Mustard Bottle podcast. And again, we are with our uh, agnostic and atheist friend, Lester and Brandon. And uh, so we just had a quick break from our um, Is There a God Part 2. This is Part 3. Like I said, it's getting really good, and we're going to get back into this. But a quick word from our sponsor. Move This Out. Move This Out is a local moving company serving northern Ohio for nearly four years. They offer in-person estimates at no charge and have served hundreds of clients in your area. Save your backs and wallets by contacting Move This Out today at 903-819-0731 by call or text or simply message them on Facebook. Once again, that's Move This Out at 903-819-0731. All right, and if anybody of you uh, have a business that you want to advertise on this podcast, let us know. You can uh, contact me or or Joe. Um, so in our last break, uh, Brandon, you – this these past two part, part twos I, I felt uh, were very well-rounded, but I also felt like we were asking you guys the question, but Brandon um, had a couple of questions for us. So first off, we left off on the idea that Jesus did not produce to the world the idea that treating your neighbor like you want to be treated was a unique idea. That He was not the first one to do that. And that's evidenced by the Greek, the Roman, and the Sumerians, name a few, societies. And from this, we discussed during our mission the idea of divine can theory, which is, does God produce morality, or does God follow morality? And this is something that we decided to delve into a little bit further. So I simply just want to start by asking Nate and Joe, if God were to command you to kill one another, would you do it? Well, I truly believe that God is morality, and that's why he gave us the law uh, or the Ten Commandments, or the moral law, or however you want to uh, call it. But these laws were, don't lie, don't steal, don't murder, don't... Um, because he wanted to show people perfection, and he is perfect. He wanted to show people, all right, if you want to be like me, this is my ways. Okay? But the problem with the law is that you can't follow it. It's impossible for a human person to do that, and that's where Jesus Christ comes in, because Jesus Christ is God. He is the law because he is morality, and he is the perfect substitute for the transgression of the law. Now, that's very interesting because Abraham was told by God to sacrifice his son. And Abraham, from from my perspective, and I might be wrong, but Abraham was a man just like us, okay? If we can't follow the law, then we can't really understand the law. But we can 
believe and love in Jesus. All right. So if God tell us to tells us to do something and he is the law, he is moral, then we have to trust in God. And that's that's my stance. Now, I don't know what Joe did, but sorry Joe. Love you, but here's my question. Yeah. In order to answer the question, here's my question. Aside of Old Testament, who did God command anyone to kill? That is the point here, though, is that morality did alter from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Isaac, first son of Abraham, according to God. Now, he had another one. His name is Ishmael. Now, Isaac, first son of Abraham, is the first prophetic sign that we see of who Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ is about to do. His favorite son was he was supposed to go and sacrifice something terribly hard for a father to do, right? So this is the prelude to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The only reason that that story is in there is to get that prelude to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. After the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, there's, God said, I'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. And all those that make the choice, according to Psalms 91, is covered under the, the blood of Jesus Christ and the angels encamp around you. And, and actually, that, that makes a good point um, that Isaac was to show what Jesus Christ was supposed to do. And the thing is, is Jesus Christ dying for our sins was not just. Well, I don't want to say it like that, but he shouldn't have died for us. Just, justice should have been us paying for our own sins. But Jesus Christ loved us so much, and he needed, the law had to be upheld. If, if he just let it go, then no one would respect the law. But if he kept the law to the letter, everyone would die for their sins. But if he paid for the law, if he died, then the law is upheld and man can be with God. Two things quickly. Yeah. Yes or no, you would kill me. No, God would not tell me to do that. But if he did. If, he God, if God told you... If he did. I mean, I, I believe it's part of Christianity that you, you can't speak for God. So if he did, would you? According to God, he wouldn't. That's my point. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it at that. I think that we disagree there because I do believe that morality changed pretty significantly between the Old and New Testament. So why would we think that it can't change again? But so there's actually um, a, a, a form of Christianity where I still need to look into, but it's called dispensationalism. And um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I've been really looking into it. But there were, you you have the whole Bible, and then you also have revelations that talk about the future. And there was different forms of dispensations. One was the fall of Adam and Eve, and then the other one was the law where the Jews had to sacrifice a lamb for their sins. And then Jesus Christ dying for, the, for our sins is a new dispensation where we believe in Jesus Christ, right? Um, and then, and then revelations is believe in Jesus Christ and don't take the mark of the beast. So there's different dispensations. It doesn't change God, but the situation has changed. My, my point to the morality is the 10 commandments was given old Testament, right? 
Jesus said that I came to fulfill the law. The Ten Commandments would be that law. So the, the morality didn't change. Men could not keep the morality. My question would be, who are you to say that God can't change his mind? God said he can't change his mind. It's right there in that book. I mean, yeah. He said man cannot, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And that's where you have to go to the part, part where is the Bible truly inspired by God or was it written or by man? Just, and if it, was if, if it was inspired, <laughs> if, if it was inspired by God and you, and you knew that it was inspired uh, uh, by God, would that change anything for you at all? Not or? in this specific argument because it's pretty clear one we've already established so now you're not you're not disagreeing here the old testament and new testament are different moralities not, uh, not entirely different but they are different we, the, are, we went over this so the so this the is, ten commandments is the morality of the old testament jesus said i come to fulfill the law he said i give you this one new law love one another as you love yourself The one that we did discuss during intermission was that you are allowed to sell your children into slavery. And then it gave the guidelines on how to treat them as slaves and how their new slavers ought to treat them. The New Testament, though it says nothing about slavery being bad, right? it doesn't give direction like that. And well, we assume nowadays that God does not want people to be slaves. Well, the problem, which is a pretty obvious distinction between the New Testament and Old Testament, or at least modern day Christianity and back then. Well, the, the New problem, Testament tells you to treat your slave as your brother. Well, the well, the pro. Say slave. Here, here's so another. Says. Here's another problem, though. You weren't, you weren't there. You don't know the situation. But from what I heard, is that back then there were debts, but there was no debt collectors. There was no banks. There was no nothing. But a way to pay off a debt was to serve. Or, or. So if that you was know, the case, why didn't you put a clause in there that says once you figure out like global economics and such? Definitely get rid of the slave. Part. Well, there was there was a lot of clauses of servitude because that debt did have to be paid. So there was a clause where if you harm your servant, the, he is free. The term, the term, the term servitude or slave is it's there's there's a lot that has to do with no different than right now. All right, there are folks that have employees. Do those? Do, does your boss treat you like your brother? Um, no. Yeah, mine does. <laughs> I treat my employees like one of those. There, there's so many people that that Best have a job, around. and and you you are you are you well, you are slave. you are in servitude. And I'm not an indentured servant. Listen, you're in servitude. I can walk away. And be in. My boss can't beat me, and if I die within three days, do you have? Wrong, or do, if I survive do, after three days, that's Old Testament. He's, he's bad. That's Old Testament. Right, and then you're making and a distinction between the two moralities. That's the listen, point. listen. When you leave that job, you're going to go start your own business? I might. If you do, it's the only way you're not in servitude to somebody else. Okay. And Jesus Christ told us to be servants to other people for no money. Um, I actually want to get back to, um, you know, your... your um, Premise. Yeah, your premise. I got to learn these terms if I'm going to have a podcast. You Sorry, probably folks. should. It's okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> these guys with these big words, and I'm just a mere mortal amongst giants. No, um, I want to get back to um, that situation where um, 
if God told me to kill Joe, would you do it? Thing is, is first off, you're right, Joe. God wouldn't tell me to do that, and he he just wouldn't, because Joe is just such a handsome man. And if God put all that hard work into his face, he wouldn't want me to destroy that beautiful creation. You're welcome, Joe. I appreciate no, but, it. No, but but. The thing is, <laughs> I still appreciate it. <laughs> but but the thing is is um. I don't really I I understand the law I know the law, but God is the law, okay? That is His way, all right. And because I I broke the law, you know, then I don't fully I I don't fully grasp the law just like i will never fully grasp jesus christ that doesn't mean i don't have it but because of that but because i'm just a man and he is god i can only trust him and that's justified because of faith you are justified of by faith okay so we're running a little short on time here we have about seven minutes that we can move on to the next topic here and if it can it can help solve the last one. Okay. So this topic being, I think that Nate and Joe both agree that you cannot enter heaven unless if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Okay. And the, do you believe in just yes or no answer just for the sake of time on purgatory or is it just heaven or hell? I, be, I No, not purgatory. I don't believe in purgatory. Yeah, I that was a Catholic idea. Mm -hmm. So basically... Yeah. The idea is you could live exactly as Jesus did in the good things, not the preaching religion part, but the good things that he did, but not accept Jesus or God, and you're going to hell. And, and the reason being... And that's what I want to get to, is make the argument for God. Like explain God's argument to justify that. Because that is where I take huge issue with the religion. Here, I'm just going to do... Just real quick, the, the, the reason being is because it doesn't matter how moral you are, the law is still broken. You've broken the law at some point, and the law is thorough. I believe in a God that is perfect. He is thorough. He is going to judge the murderers and, and the rapists and all that. But he's also going to do a thorough job because he knows every lie, every theft, everything and the problem and the bible states this is everyone has done that everyone has fallen short of the glory of god Sin. and yeah and god is a perfect judge he is a thorough judge and none of us has earned heaven however that's where jesus comes in so it doesn't matter uh, you you don't i agree with that statement you don't have to believe and Jesus Christ to be a moral person. However, your problem is sin. That's everyone's problem. It is sin. Everyone has done it, and that's where Jesus paid it. So, okay, the moral person, the morally his whole life, right? So he's perfect. As perfect as can be. I no, 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 no. I assume that you're going to that. He's perfect. Okay, so if he's perfect, he would have been raptured out as Enoch was before Christ or Elisha. That gets interesting because not, uh, most Christians don't believe in the rapture. 
It's because they're not reading their book. It says that a, that a horn, a horn will sound. He'll split the sky from the east. He'll come, and the dead in Christ will shall rise first, and then we will meet him in the air. Yeah, that that is scripture. Do the Christians who do not believe in the rapture do they go to hell? Do they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and came down from heaven and died for the sins? Well, that's no, that's that's. They not, don't believe in the rapture. Th- isn't the problem? The problem is the belief in Jesus Christ. Right, but they believe in a different Jesus. Not if not if they the, don't believe in the Jesus who says anything about the rapture. Because Jesus is God. The problem with Christians that don't believe in the rapture is the word rapture. The word rapture never actually shows up in the Bible. All right? The word rapture doesn't. The activity of the rapture does. So what I would sit down with those Christians and ask them is, what do they think that that means? And I'd, I'd give them that verse that I just gave you. What do they think that means? And when they explain it, then I would give them a definition of what rapture is and see if that changes their mind. Because if they do believe in a different Jesus, Paul warned us of that. If they do believe in a different Jesus, then they're not going to make it because it's not. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You believe in someone else, that's not how you're going to get there. I mean, all, all right. I mean, this discussion alone, Brandon, you were making that point. You could probably write two books, 600 pages on just this discussion alone. Three parts isn't going to cut it. I mean, don't tell me. <laughs> I know, I know, but book, uh, I, I, I mean, I've. It was a lot of fun to actually have this discussion and talk with you guys and prove you wrong. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but I, I mean, I actually learned uh, a lot um, by the difference of agnostics and theists and and. Um, but like you said, Brandon we could have this debate for years and not even scratch the surface, but uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our closing statement. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, so for my closing statement, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, before Brandon and I sat down, we were talking about how there's no way that he would change my mind. And I wasn't here to change his mind. The thing that I wanted to happen today happened. And regardless of, of who takes what away from this, we sat down and we are on polar opposite sides of the argument and we do disagree with one another, but to have the, the opposite side of the argument come and sit, have a conversation and not be angry and punch somebody in the face or set somebody's house on fire. This is what America is missing. We have forgotten how to sit down and have the diversity of thought. To be able to sit down with another individual on a polar side, and, and you don't have to change your mind, but to at least hear them out, hear that other side out, and have a conversation to help teach the world on what it means to bring diverse thought together. Well said, Joe. Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys. I mean, it's especially Nate for uh, bringing me on your podcast. Like, uh, you, you basically brought me here knowing full well I'm going to have the complete opposite worldview as you, and I'm going to talk smack all over your worldview. But you, you brought me in anyway. And I come at me, bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Though. I appreciate you giving me the the opportunity to come here and um, speak my mind. Um, we've we've had deep philosophical conversations um, outside yeah. of this room, and uh, and that's that. This is it's good to bring it in with it with that being the focus, yeah. not just hey in passing. Oh, hey, what about this? You know, we actually got to sit down and. And hash out some good points and rationalize our positions. And the, um, this is the pot. This is what this podcast needs. Amen. It's, it's the it's the differences. Yeah, I I love this stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I just want to briefly mention that 
I don't think that, even though I disagree with Nate and Joe, I don't think that Christianity is anywhere near a problem. I, I side with Christians on most things. I just can't get to the idea that their God exists. And I think that I have good reason for that, and they think they have good reason vice versa, and we can have a conversation about that. Right. I would go the other way with that, as far as agreeing on most things. And that will... That's that's for another episode. We're trying to close this. What is moral? What, how a society should be run, assuming that we're living by the separation of church and state? That, that's a huge one there. How, well, do, we, how do we run our, our society? Our founders were largely Christian, and they, they did leave that. So. All right. All right. So... They also did a lot of bad stuff. I mean... Right. Uh, I, I these, that was right one now. of the good things they did. So all this... Um, this podcast has been a couple of months in the making and for a couple of years, it's just been kind of like in the uh, back of my head, you know, that it'd be cool to have these types of discussions on a podcast. And, and like I said, you, Joe and, and Lester, you guys, um, talking in, in the cafeteria was really the reason why I was like, man, I really got to get these two on a YouTube series or a podcast. But I'm so happy that um, this uh, hard work um, got exactly what I wanted, exactly what I wanted um, uh, about having, you know, a Christian podcast, but having uh, different opinions as well, opposing opinions no less, um, but definitely going to not just want you guys back, but going to need you back because, yeah, like man. I said, that's that's the content that we need, what we want, and um, like my grandfather said, um, Nathan, if if you truly believe something is true, then you should have no fear to test it. Amen. And I both I believe that we both believe in what we believe and we're both not afraid to test it by any means you know Absolutely. and um like i said uh this is our content and we really want anyone whether it be atheist agnostic buddhist hindu um even satanists right but um that's a little extreme but we we could use your opinion um and like I just want to close with Christianity isn't hard. I feel like people have made it complicated. I mean, when you truly walk walk the Christian life, it can be, but this the simplicity of it is just believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you know and then follow up with it, you know, just by little things going to church but that's the most important thing. Believe in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. All right. See you later, guys.